Welcome to the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. talk about reality. Reality is the beginning perception of personal growth. We mainly grow as humans by discovering new realities about ourselves and about the world we live in. Now you'll surely learn some critical lessons regarding how you can live, but you're able to speed up your growth hugely by consciously looking for strategies for lifestyle change, for truth, and intentionally rejecting things that aren't true and stop being in denial. Uh, When we talk about the red pill versus the blue pill, blue pill is programming that that we are raised with and you're in denial about reality because it doesn't really, well, on one hand, it doesn't feel good compared to what we've been programmed with, you know, with all the, you know, prettiness about it. But also there's just this innate nature to defend our current position. I don't know why we do that um, so so strongly sometimes as people. Um, so I do have a quick challenge. Stop using the word belief and start referring it to as interesting possibilities. In fact, I'll probably do a podcast just on that topic. Actually, personal growth is truthful growth. You can't make believe or just fantasize it. Your beginning commitment must be to expose and accept new realities, regardless of how hard or obnoxious the outcomes might be. You can't resolve issues if you don't accept that there are issues. And once you align yourself with reality, your issues won't repair themselves immediately, but you'll be taking a crucial step in the right direction. So if you deny your troubles, you're rejecting reality. The lies you tell yourself breed more lies and you get disconnected from your real self, not living up to your full, excuse me, not living up to your full potential. And, you know, I don't think that's any way to live. Um, You know, we're kind of here learning how to produce a, a life of our choosing, at least in the best way we can. And, you know, just to go through um, a sleep these days, you, you hear that referred to as being an NPC. And for those of you who don't know, NPC is non-player character in a video game. In other words, they're not conscious, they're asleep, and they're just kind of like uh, robots on a, on a computer game. And... Uh, if, if you really look close, uh, that this is true. And you might even be able to look in a past part of your life and see where, you know, you might've been like that. Cause when you have those awakenings, they're, they're transformative. You can't go back. That's another, that's another thing that's referred to the red pill on the matrix. Uh, at some point, uh, Neo goes over to uh, Morpheus and says, I, I can't go back. Can I? And he says, no, but would you, if you could? 
Anyway, so we're going to be taking a look at reality in this podcast and, uh, you know, hopefully help you comprehend how to distinguish and accept what's real for you. And some of these ideas may be fairly abstract. So the goal here is merely to acquaint yourself uh, with some of these concepts. The way you see things is the most basic facet of reality. If you wish to improve a piece of your life, you need to consider first, for instance, if you wish to understand how your relationship is making out, a great place to begin is to ask yourself, how does this relationship make me feel? What parts of the relationship seem to be working well and what things need to be improved? You can ask your your partner the same kind of questions and compare the replies, figuring out if everyone's on the same point of view um, or if they're not. But this will at least help you determine uh, what changes you would like to make. So the way you see things, again, is a key part of personal growth as we respond to what we perceive to be true. Uh, confronting the reality of your situation causes you to spark fresh desires. If you weigh yourself and see what you weigh more than you want to, you think, well, I'd like to slim down. And once you get clear cut about what you don't wish, you get clear about what you do wish. So these fresh desires may help you drive in a favorable new direction, but nothing will change until you first accept that you don't like where you're at and you'd like to change some things in your life. So the beginning step on the path of personal growth has to be to acknowledge that how your life is today isn't exactly how you'd like it to be. It's okay to want something and have no clue how to acquire it, but it's not all right to lie to yourself and make believe everything is perfect when you know that it's not. It's easy for me to tell you that you ought to face reality, but this may be, you know, difficult for some people. It's difficult to accept that you've gotten disgruntled with your relationship. It's difficult to admit that you've made an incorrect career choice. It's difficult to view yourself in the mirror and see that you don't like the individual you've turned out to be. But in spite of how hard it is, it's still essential. You can't get to where you want to go if you continually refuse to admit what changes you need to make in your life. And what in your life would you like to change? Look around you and discover, you know, what you like and dislike about this life story that you're playing out. And don't fret about setting particular goals yet. Just simply become mindful of what you perceive and how you're responding to it. Anticipation is how you learn from experiences and discover what's true. As you notice any new situations or events, uh, one of two things may occur. Either the experience will live up to your expectation or it won't. Once an experience meets your anticipation, what you believe as reality stays intact. However, when an experience violates your anticipation, your mind has to update its belief of reality to fit the fresh info. This is how you learn from experience and expose new realities. Your predictive abilities are highly flexible. 
When you learn something fresh, your brain attempts to generalize from the experience. You know, the, the mind likes generalities rather than particular details. Your power to remember the details get blurry, but you'll commonly have a firm recollection of the patterns. For example, you're able to comprehend written communication, but you don't remember when and where you learned every word. You recognize what particular food tastes like, but you don't really recall every meal. Your brain mechanically makes anticipations about the future, even when you aren't mindful of it. When you view an object on a shelf, your brain can anticipate that it will be a book when you pick it up. You anticipate the book will have a particular weight, texture, and look. And as long as your expectations are fulfilled, the mental pattern stays intact. Your mind will continually generalize from your particular experiences, and it stashes away those general patterns and then utilizes them to anticipate the results of new events. And this occurs mechanically, uh, most often without you even knowing about it. But when you become aware of it, that's how your brain behaves. You can intentionally take your brain to an entirely new plane of existence. And there are two potent ways you can utilize your brain's anticipatory powers to speed up your personal growth. First, by accepting fresh experiences that are different than anything you previously ran into, you'll literally become more level-headed. Fresh situations switch your mind into a learning mode which enables you to expose fresh and new patterns. The more patterns your brain memorizes, the better it becomes at anticipation and the brighter you become. Study a book on a subject that's totally foreign to you or speak to individuals you generally avoid. Uh, traveling to unfamiliar cities or countries um, or reaching beyond the patterns of your brain uh, that you've already memorized. In order uh, to grow, you, you have to repeatedly take on new challenges and think about new ideas. If you simply repeat the same thing, your learning abilities will wither away. And in my point of view, that's when you start to age. What you discover in one situation my, uh, may frequently be applied uh, to other situations. And by exposing yourself to a rich assortment of input, you'll find patterns that you didn't notice before. And this will immensely amplify your problem-solving powers. What's regarded as an old hat in one field often has original uh, patterns or applications in other fields. Uh, exposing yourself to the same sort of stimulus again and again doesn't help you grow. In fact, it kind of can keep you in the same place. You'll simply fulfill your brain's expectations over and over rather than pushing you into uh, building new and fresh patterns. Um, and these days you hear a lot about brain plasticity and building new neuron patterns and things like that. Psychedelics um, do that for you. Um, and that's something to consider. How can psychedelics help you uh, have fresh ideas and make your brain work in a completely different way? If you wish to get smarter, you have to continually stir things up. 
uh, set up basic routines simply to supply a stable basis for diversifying um, and, you know, press yourself to do things you've never accomplished before. And then, of course, continuing to expose yourself to fresh and new ideas and new stimulations and new relationships. Um, this is one of the, the easiest ways, really, is because once you experience new and fresh things, it gives you contrast to your other experiences. And also, it may break some of the conclusions that you had made about the other experiences. So the second way to apply your mind's anticipatory powers to make conscious, calculated predictions and utilize those predictions to make more beneficial choices is to consider where you're going and ask yourself, how do I realistically expect my life to wind up? Envision your life in 20 years. Based on your current behavior patterns, what sort of future do you think that you're going to have? If you're courageous enough, ask a bunch of people in your life who know you really well to provide you an honest judgment of where they think you'll be in 20 years. Their, supply, their replies may really surprise you. You could even do this on, on social media if you, you know, feel so determined. Once you become mindful of your mind's long-running expectations, you stare reality right in the eye. This gives you the opportunity to reinforce your positive predictions and to bring on shifts to prevent negative expectations. Your emotions are a component of your brain's anticipatory output. Favorable feelings come from favorable anticipations and damaging feelings come from damaging ones. When you feel great, your mind is expecting a favorable outcome. When you feel bad, your brain expects bad results. Damaging emotions function as warnings that you have to alter your behavior today in order to prevent unwanted results. Heed to your realistic expectations. Don't battle with them or attempt to refuse them. Learn to live with your expectations and work with them. Once you see that you're predicting a negative result, look into those feelings to determine the cause and continue to make the changes that, you, that are necessary until your expectations are shifted. When you reveal favorable expectations, observe what's working for you and continue doing more of that thing. The more your inner reality matches true reality, the better you're able to create things in your life. With precision, you're more likely to make good decisions that will move you in the direction you want. With inaccuracy or confusion, you're more, you're more expected to experience setbacks, defeat, and even sabotage. Absolute clarity is rare. Uh, when you go after a specific career, you'll never know if another one would have been better or if the relationship that you chose, uh, you can never be sure that there would have been another person that would have been better suited for you. You really just can't know. And life really is a set of experiments. If you arrive at one decision, you'll never know what would have occurred if you made a different decision. 
You can attempt to be as clear as possible about any situation, and that's usually a great idea, but you may never get rid of all doubt. So you've got two primary choices. Deny the volatility of life and have a false sense of security, or learn to live with the issues of life. So you're either going to play the game or live in a fantasy world. In the first example, you're making reality the way you wish it to be, no matter what the real circumstances are. In the second example, you're trying to make things as precise as possible, even though you might not like it. The second choice is definitely more beneficial. When you live with the innate uncertainty of life, your choices will be more accurate. You'll find it simpler to avoid errors. You don't have to be scared of the uncertainty of life. You have to intelligently manage risks rather than ignoring that they exist. A different issue is that your predictions may be wrong. Some wrong notion will self-correct as you acquire more experience, but many times those mistakes may worsen and be self-reinforced. So here are a few instances of how your mind's anticipatory powers might fail you. Overgeneralizing. If you've had a few bad dating experiences, your mind learns the formula that dating is unsatisfying. Therefore, you avoid going on any dates as you see it as something bad. Regrettably, this means you'll never find a favorable dating experience, which would have let your mind correct this notion. A previous pattern holds as long as there's no new input. I know this is a universal principle that when you make a decision with feeling, it creates a pattern and that pattern will stay that way unless it is altered or changed. Setting up failure. Some of your acquaintances attempt to begin their own net businesses. However, they all fail and finally quit. From their model, your brain learns that the beginning of an internet business is hard and will probably lead to failure. While later you decide to launch your own internet endeavor, you subconsciously undermine yourself by making avoidable errors and finally you quit, just as your acquaintances did. Well, these nasty patterns share a basic factor. Their predictions are excessively pessimistic. However, being too optimistic can be even as problematic. The better predictions are the most precise ones when you've discovered what's true for you with a fair degree of accuracy. Your following job is to totally and completely accept it as reality. Think about your body. Is it fit? Is it healthy? Is it strong? Or is it unhealthy, flabby, and feeble? What do you expect will occur if you go forward with your current health habits? Do you admit the reality of where you'll be probably winding up? Are you willing to accept the consequences of those decisions? And what about your financial health? Are you in a place where you'll never want for anything or are you going to be broke? What do you truthfully expect to occur if your present financial pattern carries on the way it is? Naturally, there's an enormous uncertainty in attempting to anticipate where your life story is headed. But 
you can still aspire for the most sensible, rational expectation founded on the available evidence that you have. If you look at somebody else's life that's shared the same qualities as you and you had to guess the outcome, what would you see? If you face objectionable realities, you'll frequently encounter firm inner opposition. This opposition presses you to avoid facing the reality with distraction, escapism, denial, or just putting things off. Only by facing these realities can you find the strength to handle them consciously. A simple guideline is this. Whatever you dread, you have to eventually confront. If you're confronted with reality you don't like and you feel you can't alter it, the opening move is to admit the reality of your situation. So you'd say to yourself, this situation is bad for me, all the same, I lack the power to alter it today. Openly accepting that even though you have utter responsibility for each area of your life, you might not have the power to fix it with what you have in the moment. So simply admitting that this is the reality for the moment and not refusing the truth of the situation and not pretending that it's different. If you wish your situation to improve, you have to first be real with yourself and accept the whole truth. When you totally accept reality, you'll start making better choices as they'll be based on reality rather than your fantasies. If you accept that your body needs work, you'll quit pretending that you're healthy. You'll quit eating wrong and you'll start exercising. You'll start to see that you have uh, to begin making completely different decisions if you wish for your situation to shift. And it won't occur on its own. You have to do it. You have to take responsibility for it. But once you totally surrender to what is, you can ultimately start to create what you wish. As you endeavor to bring more reality into your life, you have to cultivate an elevated degree of self-awareness. This includes becoming cognizant of your strong points, your failings, your gifts, the knowledge that you've picked up, your prejudice, your attachments, your wants, your emotions, your instincts, your habits, and maybe most importantly, your frame of mind or your mindset. As human beings, we are frequently filled up with contradictory desires, like a, two ho like a, a horse going in two opposite directions. One piece of us wishes to be fit and happy and extremely conscious, and a different part of us wishes nothing more than to eat, rest, have sex, and sit around and bullshit with our buddies. Without the presence of awareness, we fall into... Uh, reflex formulas by default, knee-jerk reactions. We live like unconscious beasts uh, than total cable human beings, um, or in other words, NPCs. Realize that your basic awareness doesn't stay constant. Occasionally, pure logic commands your thinking. Other times, you're flooded with emotional fears. Occasionally, you feel unbelievably spiritual, and other times, you're concerned about your money. Occasionally, 
you eat for wellness and energy, and other times you fill yourself with all the processed junk food you're able to consume. When you arrive at choices from a particular frame of mind and act on them, you reinforce the same thing. Therefore, you increase the odds that you'll react in a similar way later. For example, if you respond out of anger, you'll fortify your brain's anger reaction. If you respond out of forgiveness, you'll reinforce a merciful reaction. Any established level of awareness has a tendency to repeat itself, so you'll likely discover yourself going through the same ones over and over. A substantial portion of personal development demands working to relinquish your attachments to the pre-programmed responses as you pull yourself into higher awareness on a more consistent basis. Practically, this implies relinquishing dependencies, damaging emotions, fear-based behaviors, and substituting them with consciously selected, rationally centered actions. And in order to successfully alter your behaviors, you have to first formulate an awareness of your ideas. You know, I heard, I like, uh, one thing I heard from somebody says, you don't just quit drinking alcohol. You replace it by working out of the gym and you stop thinking about drinking. A great way to build up your awareness is to make your crucial choices from the most sensible thinking you're able to summon. The best time to make new selections is when you feel awake, clear, and level-headed. That's the time to think about making large shifts in your life, like a job change or a relationship change or moving to another city. Learning to trust the elevated states of consciousness when you're making a decision puts the choices in writing and totally dedicated yourself to them. When you unavoidably sink back down below this elevated state and lose sight of that particular perspective and go forward, um, to act on those choices, even though you might no longer feel as dedicated to them, over time, your outside conditions will shift in ways that reinforce those new ways of thinking. So, to put it simply, living consciously becomes simpler with practice. And it is a practice. Discipline is a practice. Creating new rituals and patterns is a practice. Learning not to react in a negative way can be a practice for some people. When once, uh, when I was in a state of really elevated awareness, I made a decision to shift careers from uh, more of a direct sales to more, you know, natural health and personal growth. It was a little bit of a reach for me, uh, particularly um, as what I was currently doing wasn't really working. Um, that great. And I still had, you know, a lot of projects that were going on all the same. I felt great about the decision and acknowledged that, that it was right. And there were other things that lined up in the process as well. But naturally, a couple weeks later, I was still going crazy working on the other business uh, with no end in view. So as I slid into a less awareness, I started to second guess my conclusions to shift careers and had to remind myself that I'd made the selection from an elevated level of awareness. And it was a good, healthy decision. And this helped me relinquish my resistance and trust uh, the original uh, decision that I had arrived at when I was feeling clear. Uh, my choices might not have been perfect, but when I utilize this process, uh, I may at least trust that I made them properly and from uh, a closest place of reality. And when you consistently make key choices from those elevated levels of awareness, 
they will stop shifting back and forth between options. In other words, you start to live from your higher self. Realize that when you arrive at choices from a place of rage, concern, sorrow, or guilt, you can't see the reality because your predictions will be negatively slanted. Self-awareness is truly reality awareness. When your awareness is elevated, you're closer to reality than when your awareness is low. If you can't see reality, your choices will produce substandard results. Decisions from reality are more exact and will tend to afford better consequences than those made from a lack of awareness. The key is to utilize your self-awareness to recognize when you're looking at reality and when you aren't and strive to make crucial decisions only when this principle is working for you. The importance of living truth can't be overstated. It's extraordinary how much we lie to ourselves and how much we support these same kinds of lies with the people around us. It's like we gather together just to support the false reality and lead each other off of a cliff. But being truthful and displaying honesty is something that we for some reason, holds scary. It's like we're worried about what people will think or something. I don't really know. But we lie to other people and to ourselves. We don't always plan this, but if you looked into and watched yourself, you'll see you hardly ever tell it like it is for you. How come you're afraid to let other people know what's there for you? Especially these days, people love authenticity. But why is it chilling to admit, even to yourself, the reality of your experience? We hold it that a few things are acceptable and a few things are not. We split the world into two parts and are all right about disclosing one idea and emotion or notion or want that we reasonably and confidently will be um, agree with that's acceptable to us. And all the same, when it comes to being truthful about something that's in our experience that might be shameful or isolating, we quickly make that not all right. All this to continue the character and image or idea that we have about ourselves that you mistakenly believe is who you are, and above all, keeping that image loved or attempted to ensure that you are loved. You learn to withhold honesty and it preserves today. The importance of being truthful isn't obvious. What do you believe that does to your sense of self and your being all right knowing at your heart that you have to lie? However, being truthful and telling the truth as much as possible, regardless of the irritation or how it makes you temporarily feel, will begin to transform your life very quickly. Then, whenever you're not truthful, you'll remember the importance of being realistic.